My goodness, I just feel like I have got onto the Charlotte Tilbury rocket ship. I'm a huge fan and a devoted user of her amazing products. So I was so looking forward to actually speaking to the lady herself, Charlotte Tilbury. What a woman. Not only phenomenal as a female inspiration, but also an entrepreneur, but she's just a true visionary that understands women and what women want. She's actually bloody beautiful inside and out. And as a founder, she has really sort of helped me understand that it is absolutely down to our dreams, that it all stops with our dreams. If you do not dream big enough, your dream will not be big by very, very nature. And she's given me even more fuel to take on the world. And as a woman who has taken on a world, she gives us so many insights into how she's thought about things and built her beauty empire. This episode is basically an instant pick-me-up, probably like her creams and her lip gloss and everything that she does. And it's probably a bit of a shot of inspiration that we all need. And this is a podcast that's certainly going to raise a smile. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown. I'm Holly Tucker and welcome to Conversations of Inspiration. Back in 2006, I founded Not on the High Street for my kitchen table. And since then, I've gone on to launch Holly & Co. I'm the UK ambassador of Creative Small Businesses. And I believe that having a business doing what you love is the key to a happy, fulfilled life. My dream is to help everybody start theirs. I'm here to offer advice, inspiration, wisdom and encouragement. And in my view, the best way to do this is by sharing stories. So I've reached out to my favourite small businesses, entrepreneurs and those who simply inspire me and asked them to share theirs. With thanks to Adobe, who've helped bring this podcast to life. Here are my conversations of inspiration. So it's happening. I am speaking to Charlotte Tilbury. Not only are you one of the most influential makeup artists of our generation, but you're also a phenomenal entrepreneur and you sort of epitomise cool. And so oh. I have worked very hard to put on your makeup this morning. You look gorgeous, Holly. I was going to see you. So Is welcome that... to Conversations of Inspiration. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really, it's so great to be here. And and obviously I've heard about you for so long and, you know, obviously oh. we kind of, we've met, but it's, yes. sort of, you know, never spent enough time with you and you're kind of, you know, you're a, you're a bit of a legend in, oh. in sort of entrepreneur and doing what you're doing. So I'm really exciting to be here. Bless you for saying that. Now, listen, I have to ask you straight off, and I know you get asked this a lot, but those who are listening are running their own businesses or dreaming about it. Yeah. Majority women. You look unbelievable. <laughs> of course you do. You too. Is it true that you're never seen without makeup, even in lockdown? I love makeup. I love skincare. I find it so empowering. It made me feel, I have to say, for me, that that's what I feel like I created my brand of what I give to so many people. It's just like, even in lockdown, because A, in lockdown, I had to do so much filming. You know, skincare is self-care. Mm. And part of it was about my self-care that just, I didn't end up kind of just completely letting it all go. Yeah. Because we all kind of let a lot 
go in lockdown because we just sort of, you know, ate more and kind of wore stretchier yeah. clothes and kind of just didn't really. But and actually, now we're all trying to get out of those stretchy exactly, clothes. Yeah, exactly. No, we all, and we slowed down because we weren't moving as much, right? Yes. So you weren't moving around. So I was sitting and working, sitting, being really sedentary. And I was very lucky to have a garden. But still, I, I sometimes was working so hard to pivot my business that I couldn't even get out into the garden as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So obviously I'm really into taking care of my skin. So that's really means a lot to me. So I never gave that up. In fact, the skincare routines kind of got, you know, in fact, that's, I spent more time luxuriating and mm -hmm. doing more multi-masking, mm -hmm. more kind of, you know, giving myself longer facials at home because that was kind of, I could luxuriate in that because I had a little bit more time. And that really made me, gave me a kind of, a point of taking care of myself and that yes. confidence. Yeah, you're and right. then when I put on that makeup as well, when I was sort of like, it just, you know, I was tired. I was exhausted. You know, at one point I had no nanny. I had two kids. I was running a business. We had to move everything from bricks and mortar was shut to kind of move, mm. uh, switch our business to kind My of goodness. completely online, which was, you know, 60% <laughs> of our business was offline. And suddenly we had to move it overnight, everything. We had to be really nimble. And it was a really stressful time. You know, when you're not sleeping or you're tired or exhausted, and you pull on makeup and it's just like, okay, magic vanish. I have yeah. no bags anymore. And putting on the blusher when your color was drained from your face or just bronzing up, actually looking in the mirror gave yeah. me energy and gave me confidence because I didn't feel like that at the time. I was actually really stressed and juggling a lot. And that makeup confidence, honestly, I was like, okay, I can go live now and I can go on TV and I can, because we realized that every time I was doing TV or every time I was doing a live stream or whatever it was, the kind of the sales on.com would go up. So, you know, it was, I really had a to, really important. I had to really kind of pull together and actually that kind of look good, feel good really, really, mm. really played into kind of how, the, you know, giving me a lot of confidence and, and a lot of a lot of energy at the time when I possibly didn't feel it. So I really, yeah. and I know that's the magic of skincare and makeup that kind yeah. of, they can do that for people, that kind of empowerment, that kind of confidence that it can give so many people when they wear it. Yeah. And that's why I love what I do, to be able to share that magic with the world. I want to talk more about that because I think that's such an interesting point of difference. But just to start with, I'd love to go back to your childhood because you yes. were born to artistic parents. Your mother, Patsy, was in the fashion and the film world and your father, Lance, was an artist. And they moved to Ibiza, taking you along with them when you were nine months old. It must have been a very bohemian upbringing. Uh, yes, it was. I mean, I think that they always understood, you know, my father's an artist. And so I think it sort of taught me a lot about shade and light and brushes and prepping the canvas in the way when you prep the yes. face skincare is like prepping a canvas I always say magic cream is magic skin and if you prep and prime your canvas the makeup will glide and glow and look kind of more flawless and poreless and fabulous it depending on how much you know skincare is such a massive part like prepping and priming your canvas so and I actually end up stealing some of his brushes and turning them into my one my powder and sculpt brush came <laughs> he, from one of his happy. paint brushes <laughs> yeah exactly one of his paint brushes I was like this is amazing and this isn't in the make I can't find this in the makeup um world you know in the makeup industry it wasn't it wasn't there so I end up taking one of his brushes and find this amazing brush actually to sort of you know really kind of um replicate this artistry brush that was really for painting but sculpting the cheekbones and playing on with colour and really having a sense of colour and uh, you know and, and being in a way as an artist you understand shade and light so you can architect the face you can transform mm. you can lift you can highlight you can make eyes wider you can make them greener you can make them bluer you can you know you're in a way you're a, a, an artist of colour an artist of shade and light and it's kind of magical actually sort of um 
and really wonderful actually, because I, for me, it's really just all about everyone is beautiful in the world. But what it does is it just adds a little sprinkle, a little bit of magic dust to yes. kind of your beauty and just makes it shine. And that's playing with, you know, my father and understanding that sort of sensibility because it was really that artistry kind of flowed through every part of his being, whether it was coming to decorate the house or, you know, the, the way people dressed or just, it was that sensibility meant a lot to kind of my family. I think it was, I was surrounded by artists and writers and painters and people in fashion. And I think that really informed a lot of creativity. It really kind of, I learned so much by just studying these people and being around them. And my mother as well kind of, you know, has a great sense of what in film and fashion as a, uh, as a producer. So I was sort of surrounded by this kind of amazing melting pot of people, of creativity that have informed so much of where I get my inspiration from or how I've ended up creating products today. When I interview people and um, one of the most amazing things is, is normally yeah. when you talk about their beginning, yeah. you at literally have this golden thread to where they are yeah, today. Yeah, where they are today. And there you are in this unbelievable environment surrounded by probably beautiful people as much as, you know, women yeah. and men yeah. and creativity. And that was almost your foundation. That was your sort of, you know, totally. your your uh, your DNA was absorbing all of this without yeah. you probably quite realising then, although <laughs> I know it was quite young when you did realise. You draw a lot of um, inspiration, I know, from Ibiza. It's an island that's very, very important the to you. The magic island. And somewhere, you, yeah, you still draw it from it. Um, you have a sort of Ibiza night's makeup look. So, your brand is almost like all these touch points of Charlotte. And so yeah. is it still such an important place to you? It is. But, you know, I'd say I'm a woman of the world. The world is important to me. And even though I was brought up there, what I loved about Ibiza, it was such an international, it was it was such an international island. It never felt, yes, you're an island girl, but you had people coming from all over the world, from Asia, from America, from Europe. I mean, it was just such... That's and, and living with so many different nationalities, that's what I loved about it. It was mm. very international. And I kind of see myself as that, having brought up with, you know, going to school with so many people from so many kind of different backgrounds and so many different kind of cultures. That was just, I love that. Mm. Even though I'm very English in one way, and I feel very Latin in another way because I was brought up in Spain, I actually just... I feel very global and the brand yes. is very global and I kind of, I love, I just love people of the world. It's so interesting, different cultures really excite me. And that's kind of how I was brought up, to be honest with you. And then at 13 though, you moved back to the UK and you went to yeah. boarding school and your, is this right, your friends um, of your mother packed you off almost like with a tuck box. Yeah, of makeup. full of makeup. I mean, <laughs> talk about a dream. I was just like, I literally got... Everyone else had sweets and I had a tuck box of skincare and makeup. Um, what was it about makeup that captured you and started this passion of yours? I think it was the power that it kind of gave people. I just remember wearing, you know, I had quite fair eyelashes and wearing mascara and then realising how empowered I felt when people were like, you know, because people, when you look good, people do react to you in a different way. We're, we're, mm -hmm. you know, the human race is a very pictorial race, whether we like it or not. And realising that my eyes looked a bit sort of, you know, they gave it more, you know, more kind of intensity or formation yeah. and the green shone a little bit more and my lashes looked a bit longer and people were like, wow, your eyes. And, and that was quite a nice feeling. I quite enjoyed that. And then I kind of looked in the mirror and I sort of felt that kind of extra confidence, a little bit like, you know, I mean, people, makeup has been around forever in terms of like, is it your wall paint, whatever, whatever it is, who cares? If it makes you feel great, then use it. You know, whatever that is in life, that's my, you know, choose your medicine, like whatever it is, 
that makes you feel great, then do it. If it's going to the gym, if it's, you know, whatever it is, do it. It made me realize that sort of, it, I felt kind of twinkling and proud and it sort of happened at the age of 13. And then I was playing with sort of almost getting all the girls and sort of going, okay, get rid of your plant. Let's do this with your hair and your eyes could look amazing like this. And, you know, realizing how kind of your cheekbones are fabulous and you should make the most, you know, these colors would really look fantastic on you and really optimize your beautiful blue eyes or your yeah. brown eyes, bring out the kind of golden sparkles in them and, and playing with, with symmetry of people's faces, which is just so beautiful and just, you know, really just making that magic happen. And that for me was super inspiring and super great. And I think it was just, you know, the artistic background, the kind of, and, and people in the seventies and eighties kind of, you know, when I was growing up playing with makeup so much and the, and it was such a form of self-expression and, mm. and it was like an extension of fashion in a way. And it was yeah. so wonderful. I mean, that, that, time as we were talking about in Ibiza with all the rock stars and the actors and they would really go for it and kind of really express themselves and it was just wonderful. It's, it's amazing what you're saying there because actually so often don't we we hear about makeup being almost going against the grain of, of who you are that we don't need it that this is something that we conform to yeah. all these sort of messages and yet what I love about what you're saying is that you sort of understood that makeup had the ability to empower the person yes bring the inner confidence exactly. out and and actually um more emphasizing who you are yes. rather than painting yourself away exactly. you were bringing yourself to the forefront and I I was speaking to the wonderful Jacqueline Gold CEO of Anne Summers and she mm -hmm. was this huge part of you know female empowerment selling sex um, toys and female friendly way and had again this sort of rather than being you know let's not talk about it let's go to the forefront and actually use this to empower us. Tell me, for young women today who are perhaps held back with you know, their full potential, when we think about sort of what you're talking about, you sat there at school and you were bringing out, you know, these wonderful girls around you, but almost empowering them. Yeah. Along your journey, you must have been empowering a lot of people. What's some advice that you might have to that younger woman listening? I would say to them, do what you love in life and do what makes you feel great. And whatever that is, do it. Mm. When someone does what they love, they excel at it. Yes. Because they love it, no matter what it is. For me, it was doing makeup. For me, it was like bringing out that magic. Because, I, I, you know, I love it when people look in the mirror and go, oh my God, I never my eye, look my eye, knew my eyes could look that green or big or my cheekbones on my skin. or Yeah. You know, because... We are pictorial and we do judge ourselves. In fact, I think the harshest thing is that we judge ourselves. It's the way we speak to ourselves, let alone what mm. other people's judgment towards ourselves. But it's actually the way we speak. If we feel great and we look in the mirror and we feel fantastic and we do a job that we love, yes, whatever that may be, whether it's gardening, whether it's cleaning, whether it's kind of taking over the world, whether yeah. it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> creating an empire, who cares? Yeah. Just do what makes you feel happy. If it's lying on a beach, then lie on a beach. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's about what makes you happy and how you feel. And that's what life is about. And no judgment towards others or to yourself. I love that, Charlotte. And I also love what you said. You can have a dream, but you've got to believe the dream and then you've got to do the dream. If you only believe 50% of the dream, then you're only going to get 50% of that dream back. But if you believe 100%, you're going to get 100% of it back. And yep. I just love that because yeah, I, I too really believe in visualisation. I Creative visualisation. Yeah, yeah I put myself in the in future. That. I sometimes yep. have to remind myself what blinking year it is. Lead from the future. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and and you're just almost like I'm actually there. I'm I'm sitting in it. Yeah. I'm smelling it. I'm believing yeah. it. Is this what you did in terms of? I just want to ask, like, when you thought about your brand, did you know that this was going to happen to you? Do you know, I did. I really did because, as you say, I'm a great believer in creative visualization, and I really believe in my dreams. And I think, as I was saying, like, leave from the future, where you kind of bring the future into now. And the yes. more you kind of, I've got a whole theory of like, conceive, believe, receive. And the more you believe, the more you shall receive. Because most people have a dream, but they get stuck on the dream. They don't dare to believe in the dream. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. And then the, the dream becomes the reality. And so it, my whole motto is dare to dream it, dare to believe it, dare to do it. Yeah. People get, you know, they can dare to dream, but they don't believe, oh, I can never do this. I'll never do that. Or the world tells them you'll never go here. You'll never do this. And that's why I'm just like, it's all about positive thought and frequency and how you speak to yourself and what you believe in. And I really believe that anyone's dreams in life will come true. Obviously, you know, I have worked hard in my life and I have dedicated myself and I have very big dreams. Not everyone, you know, I, mm -hmm. I want to kind of, you know, create a big empire. Not everyone wants to do that. Some people want to lie on the beach. I'm fabulous. Sometimes I'm jealous. I want to lie on the beach too. You know, wish I'd had their dreams sometimes, but you know, you can achieve whatever you want in life. And I, yeah. and I, and so I think for me, I just always knew that I, you know, was frustrated in a way by the, if I looked at the market as a makeup artist, having created a line for Tom Ford, having worked on uh, George Armani's line, having worked on Helena Rubenstein's, you know, as a creative consultant, creating products with some of the best laboratories in the world. And, you know, did a line with Alexander McQueen and Mac as well. And sort of, you know, having sort of lots of kind of hero hits and sellouts. You know, I think for me, I saw a gap in the market for makeup magic and research powered skincare that was easy to choose and easy to use. And that kind of technology and innovation at the heart of, you know, what we wanted to create as a brand. And so kind of really also thinking about that customer experience, the end-to-end -end customer experience, mm. because when you walk into the stores, it was like, I just think, you know, I really wanted to hold the customer's hand the entire way yeah. through the journey, the shopping journey. And I also thought that was not easy. So I really looked at the whole thing from as a makeup artist and an expert, I was frustrated by the quality of products out there. I was frustrated frustrated by some of the formulations and the colors. I found the journey very complex. I went, when you went to a counter, I, I found it not to be fun, not to be exciting. So that, there were lots of things that were ripe for disruption and I was at the right time for disruption. And so I wanted to bring fun back. I wanted to bring joy. I wanted to bring color harmonies. I wanted to innovate certain things around glow and that didn't exist in the market. And I had the best laboratories in the world. And, you know, for me, it was always product is king. I was always going to spend all my money on the product and whatever was left over, I just mm -hmm. was going to have to kind of, you know, I always say necessity is the mother of all inventions. So once I spent all the money on the product, I didn't have that much money to spend on marketing and advertising. So I had to <laughs> kind of think out of the box. And do whatever it takes. Yeah, but that forces yeah. you to become much more creative because when you don't have, you have to think in a very creative mm, way. I agree. And that, in a way, it was part of the genius of what we did at the time and, you know, continue to do. And I, I always want to cling to that out-of-the-box thinking and never ever just become comforted by, oh, we're really successful. You know, we, you know, we still kind of have so much to, to achieve and so much to do that, you know, really it is about always thinking in a disruptive, innovative way. Disruption's very important because otherwise you will stay, you will kind of get left behind get because left the world's behind. constantly yeah. changing. The world's yeah. constantly moving. Well, we're trying forward. to keep up with it. Exactly. And, <laughs> um, but that keeps me very excited. It's very 
euphoric in a way. I kind of, I'm, you know, I, I have the most incredible dream team that I couldn't have done it without. And I love my dream team and, you know, an incredible group of people that I surround myself with that work for the company that I'm very privileged and honored and grateful. God, the gratitude I have is huge to work with. And because of that, Actually, I feel that, that, I, that that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. I have a great sense of gratitude every single day, almost to the point of welling up tears every day. And the euphoric mm. joy I get from this brand is huge because, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about, you know, supporting women in business as well and, and, and incredibly passionate yeah. about, you know, um, everything yeah. we've achieved really. And it's a British I, brand because, you know, we are, are a British brand and, you know, what we have done, it's never been done before. Never. So... We're incredibly, incredibly proud of that and that we resonate globally in the way that we do. And 89% of the female, you know, it's a female workforce and it's amazing. Yeah, I feel, I'm so proud of my team. You should be so proud. You should be so proud of absolutely frigging everything because it is, <laughs> it is just unbelievable. Let me just take you back to your story as well, because you left school and you attended yeah. a makeup school before going to assist renowned makeup artist, Mary yeah. Greenwell. Yeah. Um, and of course, Mary went on to the wonderfully mentor you. How valuable was that as an experience? And did that help fuel your ambition? I think, um, how, how was, so I think, I think it was, I remember having the idea for my brand at 13 when I went to boarding school. And I went to boarding school and I was like, I wish I could have the world's top makeup artist tell me exactly what colors to use and exactly how to apply and how to make me feel. Because I think at 13, you kind of don't really know no, yeah. what look and you're trying to find yourself, your hair, your makeup, your clothes, your style. How do you look? You're still trying to find yourself. Even though I had a great sense of it and I was surrounded by it, I was still trying to find what is my look? How do I... So I remember kind of coming up with the basic concept of like the archetypes and, you know, kind of really thinking about all of that when I was at school. But Mary Greenwell was really somebody who I met really when I was 11 years old on the beach. And I remember her doing cover of kind of Jerry Hall and sort of, you know, and being like, oh my God, the makeup is so amazing. I didn't know what a makeup artist was. And I remember that was really inspiring to me to know that there was a makeup artist and she'd done all these amazing looks. For these, and I was and that you could make a living out of it. You could make a living. I had no idea. But then it was like, yeah. she was one of the first makeup artists to ever sort of, you know, pave the way for yeah. people like me so you know that was incredible also the way you know I remember this kind of you know all this models looking absolutely like goddesses on covers and I was like oh my god are they from another planet and she was just like you know darling so much is about makeup so much is about you know and I, it just it was just the power of transformation yes. the power of kind of what she did knowing that it could be as an artist you could paint faces that was kind of so exciting so I, I didn't really I knew I was very artistic like my father but I didn't really want to paint canvases. I wanted to, yeah. so that was really exciting at the age of 11. And then continuing on, then sort of, when would I, I think I was, yeah, I was 18. We called her up. I was 18 because I'd left boarding school. I did you ask, is it right that you asked your mum to call yes, her Yes, I did. I was like, nervous. I was too nervous. I was like, mummy, I was like, mummy, can you call her? I was like, and they were like, and she said, Charlotte should really call me herself. And I was like, well, you know, I'm too scared. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, because, uh, you know, shy at that time because you were a bit like, oh, you know. And anyway, she was really adorable and sweet and said, look, you know, tell Charlotte to go and do a makeup course. And I went to Gladcross's School of Makeup and she had been a bit of a real makeup artist. And luckily for me, she decided to start this course. 
So I did that. And actually, it was only for three months, but she then asked me to go back and teach. So that while I was kind of trying to get my portfolio of makeup off the ground, I would then go back and teach the students on how, you know, on the 20s and the 30s, the different decades, the looks, all the rest of it. So I then kind of went back and, and taught there as well, you know, as well as assisting Mary, as well as trying to kind of, you know, get my career off the ground. And it was a recession going on. So that you know, it was a quite a challenging time. It wasn't yes. the easiest way to kind of, kind of, you know, step up the ladder or sort of a foot through the door. But again, that whole dare to dream it, dare to believe it motto of believe in your dreams, they will come true if you stay kind of focused and determined, you know, even in the face of adversity or even in the face of when it just looks like, oh, am I ever going to get anywhere? Yeah, It does see you through. And I just, that's my biggest message to the world, you know, creative visualization, the law of attraction, it really, really works. It really does. You know, does. but most people just get sort of quite disheartened and give up. And yeah. there were definitely challenging times for me when I just thought, oh my God, is this ever going to happen? But it's the energy, isn't it? It's yeah. the amount of energy you're pouring in yeah. consistently. So it's not just, you know, it's like even on the shittiest of days, yes. you're consistently going for it when yeah. people are like looking at you thinking, really? And but staying positive, yes. exactly. Yes. You know, just being positive for as much as you can. And life is challenging sometimes. And I always say in any negative, there is always a positive. So even if kind of, you know, life sort of sometimes, you know, yes, I know someone course. breaks a leg or something goes wrong or whatever it is, it's like, why is this happening to me? And then it's like, oh no, actually there's something really great around the corner. You just need to slow down or see it or whatever it is. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, um, so you launched the brand in 2013. Tell me about that first moment because, you know, a lot of people listening have their own businesses, but the majority of people listening will want their own businesses or want to go after their dreams and they haven't yet. And it's those first initial days. I remember, you know, the, the brand is very different today, you can admit probably, to the days that you started. As you said, you know, it's an amazing moment for a founder. So tell me about that first collection, because your magic cream was basically, it looks like an instant success. And YouTube, didn't it, played a huge part in this initial success? Yes, it did. So I think really for me, it was kind of my purpose is to, was to take my kind of 28 year study. I mean, really kind of and to codify, I mean, now it's 28 years, but at the, at the time it was less, but having done every cover of Vogue, having done every red carpet around the world, worked with so many celebrities, I, what I, what I had kind of decoded was sort of social archetypes. You know, I was calling it tribes mm. and vibes and kind of these social archetypes, whether you're a golden goddess, whether you're kind of Jennifer Aniston, Giselle Bunchen, you know, uh, Gigi Hadid, you're kind of like a, a golden goddess. And it was like, in a, and then there was the rock chick, which was sort of, you know, another one of the looks, which is like Cara Delevingne or Kate Moss or kind of, yeah. you know, and it was really, I was the first to market with this concept of, which was all about decodifying these kind of looks and simplification of choice. Yes. So I innovated these 10 off the peg, ready to wear, confidence boosting, makeup looks that were literally like, you know, these kind of DNA of these social archetypes bottled, whether you're kind of the Kate Moss Rochick with the Golden Goddess with your, you know, Jennifer Aniston. It was sort of, and it's such an obvious, simple idea, but no one had ever done it before. I remember. I, it was just literally blew your mind. Yeah. Because actually it is, isn't it? The best ideas are these simplest of ideas where you go, how has no one ever done this before? You know, and and there you are doing it. But it was also the way that you just brought it from YouTube, but into every part of the experience. You know, it was it was genius. It really, well, it is genius. But I mean, I remember that when it launched. <laughs> well, it was, I think it was thinking about what was the white space in the market? What was the gap? Mm. Where was I frustrated as an artist, as an expert, 
you know, I, as a makeup artist, I was mixing shades to create looks, the products that didn't exist, almost like an alchemist, inventing things, mixing mediums, going to the labs, creating things, you know, that I couldn't, that I, I felt frustrated as an expert. And then having loads of women come to me saying, oh, that lipstick you did on the cover of Vogue or the Louis Vuitton campaign with Kmos, can I get it? And I'm like, no, that's like a mix of like a mixing medium, a concealer, a bit of a beige, a bit of a pink, a bit of a, it's like, I've just mixed yeah. that up and you can't, you, you know, I can't. And then how do you get that amazing glow? And what it, and it was like all these products that I was creating. So then Magic Cream came to be because, you know, a lot of the models were sort of you know, on so many red carpets or doing, coming off airplanes, exhausted skin, London, Paris, New York, Milan, doing fashion shows. I remember being at the Chloe Fashion Show in Paris and people's skin just by that point, four weeks of makeup on and off and exhaustion and long hours. And I, you know, that's why I created the Magic Cream was to create this turnaround, instantly hydrating, you know, that would boost and plump the skin and magically turn it around in by, you know, it literally hydrates the skin by 236% within one hour. And so it became, it was known as Charlotte's Secret Cream because I was, you know, did it with the labs to kind of really turn around people's skin because it, it, because they were just exhausted and yep. they were having reactions and dry. And I would put it on, it would get this glow plump, calm the skin down, hydrate and plump skin. And everyone's like, what is this? It's like magic. I need it. I need it. I need it. And it was created this <coughs> frenzy. And then I was like, oh my God. So then I was sort of like, only give them tiny little pots, like sort of, you know, just at time because I was terrified <laughs> someone was going to copy it and it was amazing. And then we started that on YouTube where I was like, started doing, I didn't have the makeup line out yet, but I have the magic cream. And, and so then I was like, well, look, I can't, here I'm, you know, sort of talking about everyone else's products and promoting things. Saying, but I can't start a makeup without prepping and priming the canvas with my magic cream because then the makeup will sit differently. Your skin will glow. It will look smoother, plumper, glowing. It is amazing magic cream. It's why I didn't name it magic cream with no, it's a brilliant name. It was literally became this viral thing it's from the models given. and the artists. It was just given. It's like, it's like magic. It's like magic. So anyway, and then I started doing it on YouTube, as you were saying, and then we launched at Selfridges and we had literally 200 people queuing for the magic cream. Magic cream sold out that day. We then launched in, in North America, um, on their support and it, people were buying like 2000 pound dresses just to get hold of a tiny pot of the VIPs of magic cream. I mean, like I met people that were like, oh my God, I literally did, you know, to get hold of Magic Cream. And so Magic Cream is still our number one bestseller today. And it really, you know, we have amazing franchises. We have the Pillow Talk franchise, which is amazing. And, you know, the, the Airbrush Flawless Finish franchise and the Magic Cream franchise, the Magic uh, franchise, which is Magic Cream. But at the end of the day, no matter what I say or do, it comes down to the products. The products have to be genius. My chemists are yeah. amazing. The people I'm, you know, I have you know, as I say, I always leave from the future. So I have future visions of what I want products to be. Sometimes my amazing chemists and my amazing scientists can get me there. And sometimes we're sometimes working on things. Sometimes they can't keep up. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes we're working on things for 15 years and that's okay. We'll get there one day. Yeah. You know, but, and they're like, oh my God, projects. But, but actually, They're you like, know, Charlotte's just woken up with I, an idea. Uh, oh, no. watch out, everybody. Please watch out. Don't talk to her. Just don't ask her about it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Tell me, YouTube was obviously is such a pivotal thing and this is at this point where no one had been doing something like yeah. what you were doing you were taking this medium on so social media also has played a pivotal role hasn't yes. it in your business because yes. I read when researching you for this podcast that you feel it's actually been intrinsic 
to your brand. Mm -hmm. Would you say part of its power is that it's allowed you to be more nimble and reactive as a brand? Because, I mean, I remember launching Not On The High Street, uh, no social media. Um, We had the blunt instrument, not blunt, lovely instrument, the email. But, you know, social media allows to take people on the journey. And I can imagine that that felt very, very right for your company. An amazing superpower, isn't it, when you start as well? Because big businesses, the clunkier businesses, yes. they can't adapt as quickly. No. And potentially something like social media could keep up with Charlotte. Was that right? Well, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we've all got to keep up with social media. But I think it was, you know, yeah, you're right. I'm always an idea a minute, a second. And <laughs> I wish I could sometimes be kind of <laughs> trilling years light, years ahead. But um, yes. Technology and innovation are definitely the heart of what we do as a brand. I think that at the kind of, you know, at the beginning actually was one of the reasons I love my CEO, Dimitri Pinson, is just we're going to create a kind of, you know, a beauty tech, digital beauty brand. Everyone was like, you are insane. And so is Dimitri. So, okay. We're like, no, people will kind of, you know, um, mm. you know, kind of buy makeup online. But the whole kind of, you know, I was, I think, really kind of thinking about, as I said before, the whole end-to-end customer experience was one of my kind of biggest priorities and creating the brand and kind of, you know, holding that customer's hand through the journey in the entire shopping journey were kind of was really important to me. So YouTube did play a part in that and all kind of, all platforms really played a part in that. So it was like, it was a way to communicate with my customer directly, you know, so I could communicate. I didn't have to wait for a magazine. I didn't have to wait for a TV show. I could just communicate with her all the time. And, you know, again, it was, you know, we were very like, we want to disrupt this beauty yes. space. It was ripe for disruption. Because until you, am I right in thinking, it was quite old fashioned. It was incredibly, eight years ago when we launched, it was incredibly old fashioned. It was like five people own, own the industry and it was, there was, it was, yeah. It was very old fashioned. It was almost like you see the advert in the magazine. Yeah. You, they might have a website. Yeah, well, you people go did to not buy concession. makeup online. They just did not oh, buy yeah? makeup okay, online. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. that was what I was dealing with. I was like, no, people will buy. They were like, no, people won't buy makeup online. People thought I was mad. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, no, no, they will buy makeup online. That whole kind of vision of how I saw how people would, you know, buy makeup online and what the beauty technology could be, you know, and I still have so much to innovate and so much to bring so many kind of dreams to come true yet. For me, I would think it was really kind of going, really thinking about, and I'm still thinking about kind of virtual try on and where we go with that. But the whole thing of like, when I think about social media and all the platforms, the way that I could directly communicate with my consumer and then when she bought the products in store, the way that I communicate, the way that I design my counters, because I'm, mm. you know, I design my product, I design my, I design my counters. Those counters, come on, they are, everyone must have been so pissed off when you came in. They're great, aren't they? They're fun. And they're my backstage, they're Charlotte's world. Yeah, I mean, you know, every other concession, honestly, you just go in and it's well, just I like, think, everything's like, well, I, Charlotte Tilbury is here. And then you just sort of look around at all the dark concession, you know, counters. And I'm like, my God, you did something so different because it was like a little spaceship or something that you would walk into. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it's like, I, well, I said that I was just, everything was very black and very homogenized yeah. and very kind of the same. And I was like, God, this is just not fun. I want people to come into my world, yeah. my backstage, and I want them to experience the fun. And I wanted to make it easy for them. I wanted to be get it at a glance. And I wanted to be so easy for them to choose and easy to use and easy to understand what look to buy. And, you know, so it was, it was a whole, there's a whole vision around my counters and how I created them. And really, but also going back to the social media platforms, thinking about the customer's journey and then holding our hand when she got home and creating those YouTube videos and being able to say, okay, I know that I had an amazing beauty advisor who's trained by me. 
I trained my beauty advisors. You know, I've got incredible artistry at my counters. I wanted the artistry to be of the quality of the A-listers, mm. the supermodels or the celebrities that I work with. Absolutely, everyone deserves to have that. So incredible artists, you really come to a Charlotte Tilbury counter, you know, where you want to look natural and beautiful or more glamorous, whatever look you or whoever you want to be today, whether it's kind of, you know, as I was saying before, whether it's kind of a golden goddess or kind of, you know, yeah. the queen of glow or kind of, you know, the Bella Sophia look, whatever you want to kind of be, vintage vamp, anything, we've got that look and we can create that. So then when the beauty advisor is giving you the makeup, when you get home, holding your hand so you can then plug into a YouTube video of me yeah. showing you how to get the look and how to be able to apply it. So just thinking really about that. And then it obviously played a kind of a massive role. But again, virtual try-on and virtual store with my magic kind of, you know, I've got a Charlotte avatar to guide you around my virtual store because I've now thought about that. In lockdown, we kind of thought about now, you know, bricks and mortar shops are shut. So then how I thought about kind of giving the customer what she wants, where she wants, yeah. and kind of going all the way to her sofa and kind of, you know, being able to kind of create that virtual store in the virtual worlds. And really now even the metaverse that we've just launched on charlottetilbury.com, which is super exciting. And that launch, we've got our own in-house tech team. So we launched that last week and these worlds that you can enter and God, it's so much fun. As you know, I'm passionate about celebrating small businesses and championing creativity within all of us. That's why I'm thrilled to be working with Adobe Express, who each week are handing over their ad break to a small business founder, shining a light on their own businesses and sharing how Adobe Express really is helping fuel their creativity. Hi, I'm Adele, founder and creator of Nutmeg Studio. We are a family-run business based in Milton Keynes and we specialise in designing and creating decorative wallpapers, murals and wall stickers for home decor. We also provide signage and retail graphics for a wide range of businesses across the UK. With over 20 years' experience in the sign and graphics industry, I have always been a huge Adobe fan. However, for the first time this week, I used Adobe Express and I am really impressed. Creating mock-ups for signage and retail graphic designs is important to help us secure future work, giving our clients the confidence prior to placing an order. Using Adobe Express features has been an absolute time saver. Through just this short trial, I have saved time and have so much more content. I still have lots more to explore using the app and can't wait to see how using Adobe Express is going to support my business further. Thank you once more to Adobe, who have helped to make this podcast episode happen. If you want to find out more about Adobe Express and how it can help your business, head over to adobe.com slash go slash Holly Tucker. Now let's get back to our conversation of inspiration. Tell me, because lots of people that are going to be listening are going to be worried about tech, right? And you've built this digital world. I don't think that you came to it with all this sort of love of digital. You were a makeup artist. This yeah. is what you did. Yeah. Why were you not scared about it? Were you? And have you sort of started to, now it's just part of your bread and butter that you understand this world? Or because there's so many people that want to progress their brands and digital and tech is going to be a really important thing for them to do that. Were you always confident with this sort of digital space? Because lots of people listening won't be. And they're nervous about whatever they're doing 
taking it on? And I would say that they've got to because it is part of the future. Have you become more and more confident as your brand's grown? You're right. At the beginning, technology wasn't something that I really cared about as a makeup artist. And then I started to realise and see the future and realise how much I kind of fell in love with technology in a way because it was, I was able a, through social media, being able to kind of communicate with people, mm-hmm. then realising where I could take that one step further, then realising like how that would play a role in the future. And the pod, the, I, you know, I kind of have visions of what the future can be as a kind of, you know, a futurist thinker of, you know, dreams and visions and visionary, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. your kind of, um, your visions of what the makeup world could become and be. And I think I'm always sort of thinking ahead and leading from the future. And I, so then it became very exciting to me where the world that we were in and the where the kind of the world that we could go then I started to really just embrace it and then I get 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 obsessed with it and listen you can only do your best you show up you do your best give it at your all Mm -hmm. and like you know feel the fear and do it anyway yeah it's like yeah you know it's that you can just all you can do in life is do your best and I think I'm bright I'm not stupid I'm like, okay, if I don't understand something let me go and understand it. How complicated can it be? Do you ask questions a lot? I ask so many questions and I never care if I sound, if people think I sound silly. I'm like, fine, I don't care. Because that's the blocker, isn't it, for some women? Yeah, and I think it is. I think that thing of not to ask, I think, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, if I don't know, I'm not going to say that I don't know. Who cares? I was like, I'm not an expert, but I, I want to learn. Yeah. And we and I and I'm a pretty quick learner. I, I you know I that and I've got quite a strong good memory, which also serves me incredibly well. Yes. And I think that I'm like, how complicated can it be? So then you kind of learn pretty quickly. You have a dream, and then you're like, okay, so I'm not a coder, or I don't kind of you know. But in a way, a lot of the engineers are kind of like makeup artists. You know, they're sort of they they they're sort of coding and engineering. Are kind of like I'm creating, you know, so it's sort of, yeah. there is, you know, a lot of kind of similarity and kind of, you know, and how you can work with them and what you can do and, and your future visions of what you, you know, and then they can kind of working with your tech team. You created these sort of personifications of different looks and things, but I would say the majority of any one of your products is majority Charlotte um, within it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like your DNA is in the business. It's in every foundation. It's in every... YouTube uh, tutorial, all of these sorts of things. And then so that brand has complete authenticity, which is the whole point, which is why you started and no one had done it before because you put yourself, the expert, straight, you know, out there. And it's almost like the magic. I call it like the founder's magic, you know, that that lots of people try and put into an Excel spreadsheet and they're like, <laughs> why can't I do this? And they try and say, could you just write a presentation about what it is that makes you magical? You're like, actually, it's pretty hard. Would you agree for those listening, thinking about their own brands or brands of the future, that it's very, very important to do that? It almost makes it impossible for other people to copy because there's a uniqueness that is specifically your DNA. Uh, Right. I mean, my DNA, I have a real understanding of, I really think about the customer. I think I'm always thinking about the customer. You know, as I, I know, I think you're just slightly dyslexic. I am, I am, I am slightly dyslexic, dyslexic. Yeah. Yeah. And my father is and my sister is and, and I am, and one of my sons is. So I think that is such a gift for me because it's like that 
dyslexic brain of thinking out of the box. And I'm not massively, but I am. Just that out-of-the-box thinking that makes me never, ever just presume that the customer will understand stuff. Mm. And so really seeing it from that viewpoint has been a huge advantage for me. You know, 90% of entrepreneurs are dyslexic. And there's a reason why, right? Because they're thinking out-of-the-box in a different way or like, how do I get at a glance, make it easy for the consumer to understand? It's that very dyslexic type of brain that understands that and thinks around problems. So I really feel that's been to my advantage. And then being able to communicate with my customer in a very easy to kind of understand way. Mm-hmm. And that entrepreneurial spirit and that kind of rule breaker, you know, like bit of spirit of kind of like, well, why does it have to, if it's been done that way for a hundred years, why does it have to be done that way now? Why can't we yes. think of a different way to do it? Whereas rather than being conformist. And so I think, and that's very part of that classic dyslexic kind of brain. And then an entrepreneurial brain that comes with it. And then I think what I'm also good at understanding the temperature of what women want or what they could possibly not dream of wanting. So whether it's, there is social media out there and kind of, I came up with Hollywood Fuller's Filter. I came up with Wonder Glow and I created lines, um, you know, and product categories that didn't exist within the industry. Yeah. And I was like, we need something, hold on a minute, people are using filters. Okay, hold on. We need something like that, but in real life that just makes the skin glow where maybe it's not feeling glowing and makes you look like you've just been to a spa or on holiday and sort of soft focuses your wrinkles and pores and just kind of like makes you feel like you're just having a spa day every day and just like glowing and gorgeous. And, and actually we don't need that Instagram filter. And so. I was like, okay, so I went to my labs and I was like, can we do this? And we did and we worked on it and we got it wrong and then we got it right and then we did, blah, 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 and we got there and you know, I love my lab so much. Um, but the, you know, and that's how we came up with this amazing and it was a new category. People were like, but what is Wonder Glow and what does it do? And what is Hollywood Flawless Filter and how? And then they use it and you create these new. So when you're innovating, sometimes people are like, oh, but what is that? And it takes sometimes a kind of moment for people to catch on, but when they when you've innovated and disrupted, mm. there is nothing else like it on the market. And therefore, if you're mm. the first, you win. And so that's yes. been a big part of my recipe. And you also tell the story so well. Don't you think actually taking people along with you? It all comes from a genuine place. Like every single product that I've imagined has a story behind it because if I've imagined it, it's come out of a dream. It's kind of something, mm. even if it's my kind of hot lips collection of stealing a little bit of kind of, you know, everyone from Nicole Kidman to kind of, you know, Miranda Kerr to Jennifer Aniston to Amal Clooney's DNA which is what I kind of did when I was like darlings do you mind if I just steal a little bit of your DNA and create your perfect lipstick shade that you will wear on all the red carpets around the world because I love you so much then can we bottle it and put it into a lipstick and then give it to ch- uh, you know part of the money to charity for women you know helping women for women in war zones and these amazing gorgeous being wonderful you know that I'm so kind of privileged to work with we're like yes we will because it's an amazing yes we want to give out you know so many people will be like but what kind of did you use on you know I even did Kim Kardashian's kind of you know KKW before her beauty line but like so so many people Jennifer Aniston what colour and it was like this glowing gen Jennifer Aniston's lipstick or uh, you know KKW for Kim Kardashian or Amazing Amar for Amar Clooney or kind of you know Kidman's Kiss for Nicole Kidman and you know and then you give part of that money back to these this amazing charity and you know we we gave a million pounds and you know it's wonderful so it's like this virtuous circle of everyone helping everyone you know kind of look and feel great and and giving back and and I think that kind of purpose really means a lot to me as well I think the brand you know at the heart of the brand is that that really why did I start the brand was really when a lot of women would come up to me and say oh I could never look as good as that I don't feel like that or I my skin never glows or I've got irritated skin or you know my eyes kind of you know feel a bit saggy or kind of my lit and I was like no you're all fabulous. Be- everyone's beautiful. Beautiful before, before beautiful after. Yeah. And just like, you just got to feel that. And so 
really it was just about giving women some kind of tools or um, products that they were genuinely writing to me and asking me about, making it kind of easy to use, easy to use in this kind of wonderful way with this really incredibly luxurious product. So almost my kind of, my barb was almost Valentine Ward, my son, like who's seven years old, where if he can kind of just slap it around his face and kind of look fabulous, then I'm like sort of, I'm sort of winning. <laughs> You're because winning. The formula's, because the formula is so good. At the bottom of all of founders' dreams when they build businesses is actually a very, very pure statement. Yes. You know, you actually wanted just to help women feel as beautiful as you saw them. Yeah. I think some of the most incredible companies come from such a pure place. Yes. That's almost like your North Star that you as Absolutely. a founder can hold on to, however big and multiple countries yeah. and all this sort of thing. But that's just your North Star. That's just... A, a very simple uh, phrase. Absolutely. Your gut instinct obviously has played a huge part. Making women feel and look like the most beautiful versions of themselves and shine that magic within and giving them shine. You know, I always say, you know, sometimes you can, even if it's like, you know, give a woman the right lipstick and she can conquer the world or a man or whatever. It's like, mm. you know, you give someone that makeup, you change how anyone feels, man, woman, whoever, like, anyone feels you change that one person, you change that community, you can change the world because it's like a frequency that resonates out of people. Yes. And that for me is the higher purpose. And that for me is the North Star. Mm. Any feeling of joy, of happiness that you or empowerment or confidence or just magic that you can make anyone feel, then you know what? Yeah. That done. for me is done. Job I am done. just so, and, and that gives me so much euphoric happiness and joy. And that's why every day, some days, you know, I'm like long days working hard, but actually the joy that I get back from that the, is the biggest high. And it's just the most euphoric feeling that I am just so grateful for. And it must so, power your energy. It does. It, it, exactly. Because it you've, you've got a renowned energy, apparently. You know, <laughs> you've got this very, very strong work ethic. Um, yeah. But also, you say that you're like a car and you know that if you don't put fuel in, yes. it will run out of pet yes. petrol. Um, you obviously are energized um, yeah. with life and your brand and and what you're doing how do you retain that level of energy and continue to keep that intuition going because I'm sure energy comes to you naturally mm -hmm. but you've been going yeah probably at 115 <laughs> miles an hour right yeah. non-stop um, um how do you keep it up um you know, I'm, I'm quite fortunate to be born with quite a lot of energy. I don't know if it's my red hair or whatever, but I have quite a lot of energy. But you're right, I'm not superhuman. And I like to have fun and I like to go out and I like to work and, you know, I like it all. And I love my family and, you know, I'm a big, I'm very kind of family orientated. So for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not Elastigirl. That's right. I'm not kind of superwoman. I can't just, but, you know, so I do put fuel back in the tank. You know, I'm very into kind of doing my acupuncture and, you know, I love doing reflexology and I do my homeopathy and, you know, I try to go for walks every day. That doesn't always happen. And I make time to laugh with my friends. And that's really important. Laughter, I think my, my mother always says laughter is the tonic of life. And, you know, joy. I think it, it, you know, I do ultimately wake up in a kind of positive mind frame and kind of love life, mm -hmm. basically. And even when that gets tested, you just, just continue to kind of try be, to be as really positive as you possibly can. And I think that 
who is it Roald Dahl said that kind of, you know, if you feel that joy, it will sort of kind of shine, radiate out of you like sunbeams. Yes. And I think that gives you energy. Yes, you know, it kind does. Of like yes. It's sort of the sun is like why we all kind of, you know, on one level kind of exist. It kind of radiates that kind of, that's, you know, um, force of life. And then take breaks when you can, you know, because you've got to re-energize yourself. But you've got one life to live and yeah. you've got to live it and have fun. And that energy is contagious as well. It, thank goodness you have this energy because actually um, you're recognised as one of the most successful beauty brands globally, employing more than a thousand people, yeah. 85% of whom are female. Yes. And it's available in more than 67 frigging countries. <laughs> I mean, you're certainly flying the flag for British businesses. What yes. I wanted to ask you is, tell me, were you ever scared? Because... When it took off, mm -hmm. right? And of course you believed yeah. it and yeah. you saw it. Yeah. And I not have had not had the success you have, but in my own way, that's exactly what I did. When we couldn't afford the heating, yeah. I was buying the URLs across the globe. I knew it was going to be a success. Yeah. I could see it, but it didn't mean that, you know, you didn't feel that frigging roller coaster, which I'm going to ask you about. Yeah. But you didn't swallow the business dictionary, I don't think, at birth, nor did I. <laughs> no. But your business went on a rocket. Yeah. How did you talk to yourself during that? Because, of course, you're optimistic yeah. and it's all brilliant. I never doubted. I never doubted. I think that's the thing. You know, when I talk about dare to dream it, dare to believe it, that's the thing. I think your dreams really do come true. It's as much as you believe. And I cannot stress that enough. Like if you believe 50%, you'll get 50. If you believe 20, you get 20. If you believe 70, I never doubted. I think also I work closely with every part of my business. Obviously I'm the chairman of my board, whether it's kind of with my finance team, very closely with my CEO running the business, you know, and the face of the business, mm. <laughs> create all the products with my amazing dream team that I've have, you know, Maria, Maria, this amazing woman has been with me for 14 years. I love her to bits and I have an incredible product development team and my amazing, I mean, all my teams, I love my people so much and, you know, I'm so grateful to them. If you want to create something, it is, you know, it's, you're as good as the people that you employ really. And, and it takes yes. a team to build a dream. Yes. So I'm very fortunate and very grateful to have amazing people. But I think that whole thing of just going, okay, how complicated, whether it's technology, whether it's finance, whether how complicated it can be, like, just let's sit down and explain the PL to me. Let's go through it. And I, I really understand every bit of my business. I really know every bit of my business. I have always believed in myself. I don't care how silly I sound if I want to understand something. I'm like, and I always often say, okay, start again. Let's explain to me again in English because yep. I can't understand. Like I just need to, let's break it down. And then until I understand it. And that's whether it's with the lawyers, whether it's with bankers, whether it's, you know, kind of the finance team. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I am actually quite numerical. So maths was always one of my favorite subjects and art. So I'm pretty lucky. So I'm quite art and commerce yes. by nature. And I have that sort of brain that is left both, and right le side, very left and right, very left and right. I realized that I didn't, I just thought it was, you know, how I operated. I didn't think it was anything particularly advantageous at the time but I've now realized oh not everyone is very you yeah. know the more artistic or, or, or kind of maybe business-minded whereas for me it's actually very easy to be very dexterous in both but to be honest with you I sort of think anyone can be yes but I think it's just not being fearful of it and not ask you know not being afraid to ask the questions or sound silly like you were saying or 
And it's nothing that complicated, whether you're selling tomatoes or selling makeup. You know, it's not that difficult. It really isn't. So <laughs> she says, she says in her, her empire, well, you're pretty, pretty damn great at it. I've got a couple of questions before I know you all have to go. But last year, As the you business sold- side, you know, the business side of things. Obviously, I think creating formulas and creating products, I would say, you know, that is, I really do feel that you know, that I'm very blessed to be brilliant and I'm blessed to find the best people and have the visions yes, I have. And I know yes, that that's Yes, you have easy. specialisms. And yeah, exactly. I do. I really feel, I do, I do feel that Charlotte's Tilbury is the best product in the world, bar none. I really do. I just, I do feel a cut above everything else. I just pride myself on that. You know, I pride myself on coming to market with disruptive products and innovating in a way that hasn't been done before. Or if it's a category that does exist, making sure it's the best formula in the world. Yes. And yes. the best packaging. So, I really pride, that's really like at the heart of the DNA, of the quality of the standards. And it's, it's such a lesson for everyone listening. Of the it, product. It really and is. that innovation. And, you know, sometimes, it, like I said, sometimes you've got to leave it. It's going to take 15 years. Fine. Yes. But something else will suddenly have a breakthrough and you'll come up with something that would be amazing. And that's great. And it makes up for it. It's brilliant. But when it comes to business, I don't think anything is that complicated. If you really, listen, not everyone will sit and go through a million different clauses or sit and read PLs or think about the mission and the vision or kind of, you know, basically work out the strategy, you know, for each market. And for me, I get quite high on solving what should the strategy be, you know, mm. thinking out of the box or mm. how do we disrupt and how do we innovate and how do we, and I love numbers. And for me, everything is in the numbers. So when you look at a PL, it's like looking at an algorithm, you see the health of a business yes. on a page when you look at the numbers. The numbers tell you everything. You can't hide. You cannot hide. You see everything in the business, every problem, every opportunity, everything is all in the numbers. And so I love numbers because for me, they're so brilliant to see this kind of like, you can see the business. And for anyone who doesn't, my advice always to them is, so get people who do to help you understand it. And if you're not curious and you don't work that muscle, you'll always have this as a fear point or an area of no-go in your business. And this is the last no-go area you need to have because it's all about how much cash you've got in the bank, how what your P&L is saying. So tell me, last year you sold part of the company and I know Mm -hmm. you've still got a large stake. Yes. Myself, not in the high street, sold in February... And I was wondering from a founder point of view, what's the experience been like for you? I think for me, it was like, you know, it was such a proud day for our whole business. I mean, it was like the recognition for all of our hard work. And I'm so, so thrilled to partner with Pooch. Honestly, they are just such a kind of, you know, for the next stage of growth, they're such wonderful partners. You know, they, they're, they're, as, you know, a hundred year old kind of, you know, Spanish family. And, you know, obviously kind of my, our whole connection with, you know, Ibiza and Formentera and all the rest yes. of it. So, you know, it really felt like coming home in so many ways. You know, they're just, they're very supporting and empowering of my mission and kind of it really sort of illustrates the kind of the incredible, sort of limitless opportunities that kind of lie ahead of us, you know, and the things that we can do together. And they, are really the most wonderful, wonderful partners, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, allowing us to kind of, you know, me to sort of really kind of create my vision and mission. Do they know what they've even done? They've put like a rocket (laughs) rucksack on a rocket. (laughs) 
I mean, do, do they even know what's going? Does the world even know? Is there like somewhere in the UN set up for Watch Out for Charlotte? My Spread God. the positivity around the world. Yeah. Make up magic and supercharge skincare. Here we come. Charlotte Tilbury. Here we come. And Tell fragrance me, too soon. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yes, Cannot wait. Exactly. Tell me, is there anyone else, because um, you've done everybody. Yes. Who haven't you? And is there someone that you would love to do their makeup for? Oh my God, I would love to do the Queen of England. That's, <gasps> I haven't done her. I mean, oh, oh God, I love her so much. She's so amazing. She would be the dream. She really would be the dream. Yeah, the Queen of England, I think, is... She's, I mean, I got my MBE from her and I have to say that was such an amazing day. I was like, oh my God, you know, I mean, to be honoured by Queen and Country and, you know, for, and, and for what you do and, and the brand, it was, a, mm. that was an amazing day. I have to say that was really emotional and amazing. I was so sort of in awe and, uh, and she had gorgeous, she's got the most beautiful skin, those sparkly like an angel, isn't blue she? eyes. Yeah, yeah, she's so beautiful. So that she's the only person, well, not the only person, but you know, I've, I've done one a, of the only people one, in the, or, yeah, on this globe that you have. <laughs> um, this has just been the most wonderful time. Bless you. Oh, I end all of my you. interviews with the analogy that running your own business or building your yes. brand is like being on an epic roller coaster. Yes, of course, is, yeah. you'd look frigging fabulous in yours. Um, <laughs> what would you say if you had to say out this journey that you've had with your brand? Yeah. What would you say has been one of your biggest lows on that roller coaster? I think, you know, when I started my career, as I said, during the recession, and th there was a note that a beauty editor friend of mine kind of gave to me, and it was a, cause a little hand-drawn star, and it was like, knock it to them, Charlotte, I know you'll be a star. So it really inspired, mm -hmm. in times of self-doubt, it really gave me that strength to carry on because, you know, in a recession, you're cold calling people are like, no, 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 everyone's dropping their rate. Everyone's trying to cling on to their jobs. There's yeah. no room for anyone new trying to get a foot in the yeah. door. That moment of just it really, that note really inspired that self-belief and sort of got rid of that self-doubt and really sort of helped me because there were times when I was like, oh my God, is this ever going to happen? You know, it's so difficult. You know, at times of recession, it was like there was barely a job, a foot through the door, trying to get a foot through the door. Mm. And, you know, um, I was waitressing at the time. My parents were giving me a little bit of money to support me. And it was sort of like, you know, trudging along. It will happen. It will happen. Just, you know, it, uh, you know, stay focused and be positive. Yeah. That kind of, so much of it is why I created my brand to be kind of like, I know how much confidence and positivity and happiness and self-esteem yes. can really help you in life. We're not all born out of the womb with tons of it and life certainly challenges you on it. You know, along the way, I think there's a fair bit of negativity in the world sometimes, which isn't so great that kind of to make you feel, you know, you won't do this and you won't get here and you can't do this and you can't, you know, a lot of you can't follow your dream and it's like why not yes you can I can imagine you pouring rain trying to get a job <laughs> in the recession and then here you are yeah. and conversely quite difficult for you what would you say is one of your greatest highs so many greatest highs and I think you know obviously I mean becoming a mother I think is always like such a high and those my gorgeous children kind of give me so much joy every day I mean they're like when I see them it's like Christmas it's just like a, a bit of kind of Christmas every day it's like you know that kind of bit of euphoric feeling they just oh 
I could eat them. They're so delicious. And then again, I think launching my brand in 2013, you know, bottling mm. all my beauty secrets and giving them to the world and launching this business, you know, that was an amazing, amazing moment for me. I sort of, I remember it was almost like an out of body experience standing in Selfridges, kind of knowing how I could sort of see how big it was going to be and how England suddenly felt quite small and how big this brand was going to be. I remember having this quite a sort of uh, a spiritual kind of experience actually in, in Selfridges with like 200 people queuing outside for, for, for magic cream and looks. <laughs> there was, like, you were in your own bubble. Existential you were moment. already in, tw- you know, 2022. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hang on a minute. I know this queue is big, but it's yeah. not as big as it's going to oh, be. No. It's ama- yeah, so that was amazing. And then the, obviously the MBE from the Queen, I think that was, I mean, there's many moments actually. I've, I've led a very lucky, wonderful life, but I think you create your own luck in life. So, Well, you've worked so hard. Yeah, that, Charlotte. I have. You've worked I've so worked hard. I worked frigging, frigging hard. hard. <laughs> long days, long hours. Well, luckily, yeah. you know, a makeup artist and a beauty range. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my God. Sometimes out, huh? I paint the tiredness away, like magic vanish, magic away for a perfect skin day every day. Airbrush flawless. Like, you, know, you sound like Wonder Alice Glow. in Wonderland. I I mean, it literally <laughs> sounds like some sort of yellow brick road here. We're going on. <laughs> it's my products. And let me tell you, they work. They work. I have been having such fun this morning like, getting ready no, for well, this you interview. Look gorgeous and your eyes look mesmerising. Thank you. There's this moment of the podcast where I hand over to my guest to yes. read a letter to yes. their younger self. I'm absolutely intrigued. This is where I take my glasses off. You put your glasses on. But thank you so much in oh advance God. for sharing a little thank bit of your you. soul today with us. I know. It was quite, yes, it was quite a bit of my soul. But anyway, I'm going to kind of now, I'm going to share with you now. Right. Okay. I wrote this a while ago, so you're going to have to bear with me. Okay. Darling Charlotte, you were always destined to walk the path of makeup artistry. And as a child, you watched your father Lance create incredible paintings from the most flawless, smooth, perfect canvases and were mesmerized by your mother Patsy applying her signature red lip. You may not realize this yet, but the creative inspiration that surrounds you at home will form the basis of what will become a global beauty empire that at its core exists to do good and to give back and to empower people around the world to look and feel their most confident and to pursue their biggest and boldest dreams. From an early age, you have felt an almost intuitive connection to the power of transformation. You uniquely understand the psychology of makeup and how it can unlock the magic within. Boosting your confidence and literally re-energizing you Hold on to this connection tightly as you will be able to gift this frequency to others and the confidence it unlocks. You will bottle this magical frequency that gives people these feelings into a range of beauty products that line vanity shelves and makeup bags and skincare shelves around the world from LA to New York, London, Paris, Dubai, etc. and everywhere in between. You have always innately understood colour harmony, tone and texture with a precision and expertise that I suppose you will realise that not everyone has. You inherit this from your father. Charlotte, this really will be your secret weapon in the industry as you seek to disrupt and innovate, being a leader, not a follower. But right now, you are starting out in the beauty industry and I know that you see this time as an opportunity filled with learnings the challenges you experience 
And darling, there will be challenges. <laughs> In this fast-paced industry, we'll build up your resilience, strength, passion, and making you even more determined to succeed. Charlotte, as a dreamer and as a believer, you will harness the power of positivity and creatively visualize, which will carry you through these times and beyond. In every negative, you will see a positive. You have always truly believed in the laws of attraction. What you think you become, what you feel you attract, and what you imagine you create. My advice to you is to always think limitless. You can do anything you put your mind to. Conceive, receive, believe. If anyone can make their dreams a reality, you can. Dare to dream it, dare to believe it, and dare to do it. Always guided by your heart and your generous spirit, you will create, she says about herself, <laughs> but I think generosity of spirit actually in life is, is incredibly important for all of us to be generous to each other. And, you know, that will create your very own mantra that will become your mission in life. Give everyone the right skincare and makeup and they can conquer their world or the world. Makeup will be your superpower and your skill, making others look and feel like the most beautiful versions of themselves and the best versions of themselves. You'll be passionate about democratizing and decoding skincare and makeup for everyone everywhere. Your magic makeup chair will become synonymous with powerful confidence-boosting transformations. You will go on to create your own beauty brand and bottle your confidence-boosting secrets. You will make it your mission and purpose in life to share the uplifting power of makeup and skincare by working night and day to create and innovate the best products with the best formulas and the best shades and pave the way for everyone else. Making sure that you can give your customers what they want, where they want, and sometimes before they even know they want it. And, you know, this may drive you crazy, crazy at times. <laughs> like anyone, you will have moments where you may feel disheartened. And in the early days of cold calling for magazine work and trying to get test shoots, don't let it get you down, but cling to your determination and to get you through when people don't believe in you yet. In an incredible, inspiring moment, in a hidden note from a beauty editor, friend at the end of a long, hard day will come at just the right time to change your life. It reads, knock it to them, Charlotte. I know you will be a star. This belief in you will spark your own self-belief to follow your dreams. It will be a turning point as it inspires you to never give up and to never take no for an answer. It will be a note that you will cling to and you will read when you feel down to give you the force and the confidence to keep going, even in the face of adversity. The magical words on the notes that started it all will resonate with you forever. And in the future, the star symbol in the corner of the note will inspire you to add a hand-drawn star onto the packaging of your very own beauty products as a reminder to always follow your dreams and to remind everyone that they should and with the power of skincare and makeup, they can shine like a star because everyone in life is a star. One day you will be a founder of the fastest growing British beauty brand, passing on your wisdom and expertise to empower others. Building and leading a team will become something you are incredibly proud of, the dream team. You will call them. Being a mother and raising your beautiful, wonderful children to understand what women can achieve will be tremendous a source of pride. Charlotte, the more you believe in your dream, the more you will receive back. 
Stay focused in the face of adversity and you will receive. The rewards are enormous, but you have to believe even when the path is not so obvious. Follow your dreams and remember the most important thing. The more you believe, the more the dream will become the reality. As Einstein said, everything is energy. Match the frequency to the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. There can be no other way. Wow, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) How brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Gosh, that was quite soul-bearing. I was like, goodness. You know, it's just, as you know, what you do for us women, being able to come out of ourselves with your amazing products, but your brand, how it did disrupt, how it was innovative, and how we've all gained so much inspiration from that. But for us who do lead teams for women who are working to be able to look at, there's not many of you, you know, there's not many phenomenal British leaders, women, um, and you're one of them. And it's just such a frigging pinch myself moment that I've got to speak to you for this last hour. And and you too, by the way, female, amazing founder that led the way for people like me as well. And, you know, and I think that's it. If we can just inspire so many other people around the world, you know, women, I would love to see more women at the helm of business, but also men. I have just everyone, you know, everyone that wants to have a business anywhere. If we can inspire them in yeah, any way, then that's I, a fantastic I totally thing. Agree. You know, incredibly privileged and unlock the magic within because I always say that's what my products do. They make you glow yeah. inside and out. And so, you know, it, it's it's whatever that magic path will take you to. Your team must feel like they've had some sort of tonic every day with you. You know, it, <laughs> maybe not when you've had a great idea. They're probably running. <laughs> it's like, no more, Charlotte, no more. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. You thank are a, you. such a that beautiful is... woman. And thank oh, no. you. Thank and you. And you too. And thank you. And you are a huge inspiration. I'm so excited about your new venture. Oh, I know that you're you. the serial entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, it's so excited well, I can't wait for oh, your new adventure okay. but thank you so thank much you. for having me on this has honestly been such a pleasure and I've never written I've never bared my soul like that to kind of like a, my, a, a you know what would my old well I have said things like what would my older self say to my younger self but I've never written a full letter oh so that was that was quite <laughs> thank amazing you so much. thank you thank you before you go, don't forget to head to adobe.com slash go slash Holly Tucker to find out how Adobe Express can fuel creativity in your business. And if you've enjoyed this episode, if it's helped you along your journey or inspired you, would you mind rating and reviewing? Your support means the world to me. It really does spread the word and will help inspire even more people to build a life they love. And if you want to hear all our latest news, you can sign up to my weekly newsletter, Holly's Desk Notes, over at holly.co.